Debbie, did you invite Gatoroid? Old Man Rafferty here for another installment of Get Off My Lawn, You Damn Kids. This episode, going to the movies in New York City. Allegedly, the average price of a movie ticket in the United States is $8.12. That is not a typographical error. $8.12. That figure is in U.S. currency here in the year 2012. That figure also happens to be adorable. What's crazy about that obscenely low figure is that it's the average. That means for every $14 ticket I pay here in New York, there is some Pat Rafferty doppelganger out there, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, tan-skinned, probably no cavities, who is paying 14 minus 812, difference of 588, subtract 812. He's paying $2.24 a ticket to go see uh, The Odd Life of Timothy Green. Or whatever Negapat sees. That dude has terrible taste in movies. Now, in all fairness, Negapat lives in Kansas, and his local theater is a little run down and will probably be swept up by a tornado and moved to Oklahoma before the previews are over. So, $224 for a ticket is maybe a reasonable trade off for having to hitchhike back to the car across state lines. That said, he's still coming out ahead after you factor in the well documented Sour Patch Kids price gap, SPKPG. You'd think that at $14 a pop, New Yorkers would at least get a superior film-going experience. Not so. Sure, our theaters are in decent enough shape, but everything else about the experience is awful. People are talking, texting, sleeping, children are running around, Mayor Bloomberg is hating soda, and the peanut brittle is overpriced. It's hogwash, I tell you, hogwash. I'm an old man, remember. There's one theater in New York where you do get your $14 worth, though. The Ziegfeld. The Ziegfeld was one of the last large-scale single-screen theaters built in the United States. Constructed in 1969, the Ziegfeld is inexplicably located in the middle of the block between 6th and 7th Avenue on 54th Street. At the time, maybe this made sense, but now, a few decades later, it's flanked on all sides by skyscrapers. But the Ziegfeld don't care. It's a badass. The Ziegfeld is sort of named after Florence Ziegfeld who was a big wig on Broadway back in the day. It's only sort of named after him, though, because the Ziegfeld Theater is actually named after the, uh, the Ziegfeld Theater? Right, so back in 1927, Florence Ziegfeld opened the original Ziegfeld Theater down the street on the corner of 54th and 6th. It wasn't a movie theater back then, though. It was a theater theater. There were theatrics. Unfortunately for Herr Ziegfeld, a few years after the theater opened, the Great Depression hit, and the Great Depression was not so great for the Ziegfeld. Flo sold the place to Lowe's, who turned it into a movie theater for a few years, until another dude bought it and turned it back into a Broadway theater proper. A Broadway theater that happened to be on 6th Avenue. Not the best location. Finally, NBC leased it in the 50s and 60s for use as a television studio until it was turned back into a theater theater for a couple years and then torn down to make way for a skyscraper in 1966. Because you can never have too many skyscrapers. So from 1966 until 1969, New York was Ziegfeldless. But ever since then, it's been Zieging it up in style. The minute you walk into the Ziegfeld, you feel like you've been transported back to the 1920s. The lobby is red and velvety and dimly lit. There are curtains everywhere just for curtain's sake. Upstairs at the concession stand, there's a chandelier. Yeah, they're just selling regular junior mints and gigantic sodas. Until March 2013, anyway. Bloomberg! But everything is classier with a chandelier. 
Finally, once you get into the actual theater, that's when it really hits you. Guys, we're doing theaters all wrong now. This stadium seating thing, cramming people in on top of each other, noses against the screen, it's no good. The Ziegfeld has 1131 seats, and no matter where you sit, you have a great view of the giant screen. And curtains. Lots of curtains. The Ziegfeld is the single largest screen theater left in New York. In fact, it's one of the only single screen theaters I know of anywhere. In the 1980s, when other big screen theaters were divvying up their big screens to turn them into multiplexes, the Ziegfeld held strong. Sure, they can only show one movie at a time, but you know it's always going to be a good movie. If you're a big-time movie star and your movie is premiering in New York City, it's premiering at the Ziegfeld. If you're P.T. Anderson and you just made a movie about not-quite L. Ron Hubbard and filmed it in 70mm, it's premiering and showing exclusively at the Ziegfeld in New York City. Sorry, Xenu. Unfortunately, despite its Hollywood cachet and its big dealness, it would seem the Ziegfeld name is cursed, as the word on the street is this incarnation of the Ziegfeld Theater has fallen on hard times much like its predecessor. It's not surprising, really. It's hard for a single-screen theater to compete with the draw of the multiplex and the IMAX and the let's insult audiences with Brett Ratner's latest movie produced by Michael Bay. The Ziegfeld is making a go at it, though. Somebody has to do it. Unfortunately, it does not seem to be working. Goddamn kids these days.